This edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. In this edition of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the two major baseball signings that have finally happened. Bryce Harper signs a 13-year, $330 million deal with the Phillies. And Manny Machado signing a 10-year, $300 million deal with the Padres. Let's start off with Manny Machado. I think it's a good it's a fair deal for somebody of his caliber I'm just a little upset about where the location is the Padres to me are a team that's really not going anywhere fast this is the second offseason in a row where they made the big splash free agent move Eric Hosmer if I were the Padres I would be building starting pitching because that ballpark is huge they were at their best when they had starting pitching like Jake Peavy among others, that's when they're at their best, when they have that ace-pitching guy who's going to go out there and win 20 games. That ballpark was meant for you to go after star-starting pitching. Not to waste $170 million on Eric Hosmer and $300 million on Manny Machado. And another reason I feel that way is because I don't think Manny Machado necessarily wants to be a Padre. I don't feel like Eric Hosmer necessarily wants to be a Padre. They just went to the highest bidders. Now, they they might make themselves believe that that's where they want to be, but in my expert opinion, I don't feel like they want to be there. And that, to me, is a cautionary tale of, like, you should want the star athletes that aren't just there for the money. The money should be a huge part of it. It is going to be a huge part of it, but it shouldn't be the main reason you got that player. And the main reason the Padres got Hosmer was the money. The main reason they got Eric Manny Machado was the money. Machado is a star shortstop. He could be a star third baseman. His offensive numbers are not going to be the same at Petco Park, same as Eric Hosmer. Maybe he won't be as bad as Hosmer was in year one. Listen, they've got a nice little young core going there. With, with Hosmer and Machado now and their position players and yeah it's nice and they've got they've got other pieces but I just don't see how this is all going to play out for the Padres it, like they did this a few years ago when they got Justin Upton they got BJ Upton and they got Kimbrell and they got James Shields and it just blew up in their face like I you think that this GM has learned from his mistakes but. I could easily see this team, like that team, blowing up in the middle of a deadline and trading everyone away. It's not the best move, in my opinion, to get Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer at the stages of their career. I think they should be in the, the, the developing talent stage of their own their their own farm system is what they should be looking after, to go after free agents again after you just failed miserably is not the way to go. And again, Will Myers, a good young player, they signed Ian Kinsler too to go with Hosmer and Machado. That's a nice little core. They also have a nice player, Hunter Renfro. They have a decent pitching staff. But when growing up, the Padres were at their best to me. When they had Jake Peavy. Yes, they had Adrian Gonzalez. But he was a born San Diego native. Who they helped mature into a star player. Listen, I, I understand. I don't know where the money is coming from for the Padres. They, they're not a team that has a huge market. They, but the star players of their franchise. Are the homegrown Tony Gwynn's. 
among others, they shouldn't be in that big free agent game because they failed once and they failed miserably at it. Machado is a nice pickup. It's a nice move. I'm not going to say I hate the move, but it could end up being that Robinson Cano to Seattle type of move where he left the team just because he wanted the big money. I think Machado probably should have ended up in, like, L.A. I think it would have worked out for L.A. I don't know why he was a rental there. I think because of the postseason, they didn't want to pay him that. I also think they have their hands in on Bryce Harper, and they want to pay other guys. Listen, I get the Dodgers want to change course because it hasn't worked out. They didn't end up winning the World Series. And Machado didn't really help them in the postseason the way that they thought he would. But I'm not the biggest fan of this move by the Padres. I wasn't the biggest fan of them getting Hosmer. You don't just build baseball teams out of star players. It's not like other sports. Machado and Hosmer are nice players, but getting them doesn't just mean they're going to put up the same numbers. The ballpark is going to play a huge factor, and unfortunately for them, Petco Park is not the perfect ballpark for sluggers in the likes of Machado. Machado is 30 home run guy. He's not going to hit 30 bombs in Petco Park. Now I want to change and talk about Bryce Harper. 13 years, $330 million for Bryce Harper. This is a guy who each of the last three years has hit about 250. I just don't understand what Bryce Harper was waiting for. I guess I understand a little bit more what Manny Machado was waiting for. But I don't really understand what went wrong with the market for Bryce Harper. Were the Nationals ever in it to this extent? I heard at one point they were only willing to go about 250. I get that. But where are the other teams? Were the, pot, were the Phillies just bidding against themselves? Or was Bryce Harper just really not wanting to be a Philadelphia Philly? This, to me, could end up so badly for the Phillies because I doubt, more so with Machado, I doubt if Bryce Harper even wants to be a Philadelphia Philly. What does Bryce Harper want to be? Does he want to be a Dodger? Does he want to be a National? Did he just take the best offer? Because that's going to blow up in his face so badly with that fan base. Yeah, the Padres might have it with Machado, but Padres don't have fans that are going to get that upset. Bryce Harper could be in for a whooping if the Philadelphia Phillies fans think that he doesn't want to be there. And yes, he's made a little bit of a splash, and he wants to get Mike Trout there. That'll excite people. Listen, they have a nice outfield now with McCutcheon, Harper, Reese Hoskins, among others. Reese Hoskins will probably move to first base. Listen, they have a nice lineup. JT Rilamunto, nice pickup by the Phillies. They're the first team ever to pick up three All-Stars in one offseason in the forms of Gene Segura, who's the next one's shortstop, Bryce Harper, the outfielder, and of course, JT Relamunto at the catcher spot. That is a good offseason, but the biggest weakness to the Philadelphia Phillies last year was their starting pitching. This team still needs to go after Dallas Keuchel, if you want my honest opinion. Aaron Nola is their ace. It's wind day when Nola pitches. They have no one else as a starter who is even worth mentioning in this podcast. They have literally no one else to speak of. Bryce Harper is a nice pickup. Their offense needed star power. Their team needed star power. Their team needed a face. That was one of their issues. But their main issue to me is their lack of overall pitching. Their lack of pitching. Aaron Nola had a 2.28 ERA. 
The rest of their starters had an ERA of 5.48. That is ridiculous. You are going to lose. The Red Sox won a World Series because they had decent starting pitching. The Astros won a World Series because they had decent starting pitching. The Dodgers have gone to the World Series because they've had decent starting pitching. The Philadelphia Phillies are not going to slug their way to a championship. It's not going to happen that way. They're going to have to go out and pay for starting pitching. They also might need Craig Kimbrell. That's another signing they may need to do. They, they spent the stupid money like they said they were going to be. I don't know if Bryce Harper is going to work for the entire 13 years. He's only 25 years old. There have been 25 to 38. There have been worse commitments to players I've seen. Alex Rodriguez was given a, like a 10-year deal when he was 32 years old. Albert Pujols is a worse contract even now than what Bryce Harper is going to be. I mean... There have been pretty bad contracts. We can have this argument about whether or not these big contracts have worked out recently. Miguel Cabrera's looks pretty bad. Albert Pujols looks pretty bad. Robertson Cano has been traded already. It didn't work out for those teams. Again, these big deal contracts haven't worked out in recent times. But there was a time where a lot of them were working out at high rates. Manny Ramirez worked out for the Red Sox. Mike Messina worked out for the Yankees. CeCe Sabathia worked out for the Yankees. Mark Teixeira worked out for the Yankees. There have been these big-time contracts that have seriously worked out. I think Clayton Kershaw's contract with the Dodgers thus far has worked out pretty nicely for them. They've had the best pitcher. Max Scherzer's deal with the Nationals, it's worked out. There have been some contracts that have seriously worked out. Buster Posey's contract with the Giants... Didn't work out. Hunter Pence with the Giants didn't work out. As many as the ones that have worked haven't worked. There are more cases of it not working in recent past, but there are cases where the Mannies really pay off, where the Mike Messinas really pay off. There are big time baseball contracts that have seriously worked out for both sides. The guy gets their money and they seriously improve their team's chances of winning. Nelson Cruz has been given big contracts. It's worked out any team he's gone to. There have been contracts that seriously... The Mark Teixeira one, again, seriously worked out. Sabathia seriously worked out. Again, the Giants, Barry Zito, didn't work out at all. As many as worked out, haven't worked out. It's a risk in any sport to give that much money. Again, Albert Pujols is one of the worst contracts ever. Josh Hamilton blew up in the Angels' face to give that much money to that guy. It was a mistake. It wasn't that, that team wasn't the one that was supposed to sign him. It was, I think baseball, it starts to get risky when it's the guy leaving his team. Like I, the Buster Posey contract to me is a huge mistake, but I understood why the Giants needed to make that deal. Even the Giants ones that have failed, like the Matt Cain one, you understand why they had to pay Matt Cain. It's the ones where you go outside and you give money to a stranger. Basically, it's what they're doing. The Phillies don't know Bryce Harper that well. They just gave him 13 years. That's a huge risk. It's different than rewarding a guy. Buster Posey had won two titles by the time he was given a huge contract. Madison Bumgarner was paid by them. It's when you start to go outside. Like, the Angels giving Albert Pujols that money is ridiculous. It should have been the Cardinals giving him that money. It's just how I feel about that. Baseball players start to scare me when they go to their second team because some of those deals with their second teams are some of the worst. The the Tigers paid Miguel Cabrera because he won a triple crown with the Tigers. So as bad as I think that contract is, it's not even as close to as bad as Robinson Cano getting a 10-year deal 
from a team he's never played for. Those are the ones where I'm like, whoa, you don't even know this guy. You just know his baseball stats, and he's done it in an environment in New York City that's completely different to Seattle. So yes, I do believe like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are, are, are two bad ideas, but they're young players, so I'm willing to to waive that risk, I think, for those teams. I think both of these deals could actually work out. One of them's not going to, though. I only think one. And I could see both blowing up in both teams' faces. But Philly can absorb this contract, I think, way better than the Padres. This is the Padres GM's second chance of trying to buy a good team. It blew up in his face the first time. He had to trade Kimbrell. He had to trade Matt Kemp. He had to trade Justin Upton. He had to trade the entire roster when he built his all-star team. This is different this time, he thinks. He got Hosmer. He's got Will Myers. He's got Manny Machado. This is a younger nucleus this time. Maybe this one will work. I'm rooting for the Padres to see if it works. I do. The Phillies, I think it could work. It will work out in the short term. They got JT Relamuto. They got Gene Segura. They should win 85-plus games. They should be about where they were. Or if not better. They should probably win 90 games with this current nucleus. I think I want to end this podcast on this note. I want to talk about how annoying these two people were most offseason. Machado and Harper. Why did you guys wait this long? You have probably changed the fabric of the offseason. There's going to have to be a rule about when a player should sign their deals. Like... What were you guys waiting for? Were the White Sox really in on both of you? I doubt it. The White Sox were definitely, more, I think, more so in on Machado than they were on Harper from what it hears. Feels like, were, were the Dodgers really going to give Bryce Harper $50 million a year for three years? Who knows? But why did it take so long? There's going to have to be a period where you go, free agency needs to end now. Or the entire players are going to continue to do this time and time again to avoid spring training. And again, how important is spring training? I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. I'm not the biggest Bryce Harper needs 25 at-bats before the regular season guy. Like, I have no idea his preparation. I just know it was annoying, and it's not as interesting as the other off-seasons in other sports. Basketball knows how to entertain you by the free agency madness. There's a window for it to happen, and then the window closes. It's great. The NFL the same way. Things are already starting to happen, and the NFL free agency is just about to begin. Baseball needs to understand that they need to entertain. I feel like baseball tries to avoid these things by being like, you know what, we are tried and true, we are going to follow what's best for baseball, this is how things have been. They need to change their ways or they're going to get destroyed by the other sports because their 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 spring trainings are just not entertaining. They're free agency. Like, what are you guys doing? Machado, Harper, did any time did these guys realize how bad they made the offseason for other guys? They're the reason some of these other guys are still out there. I 100% think that if Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were some of the first to sign, all the other guys would have signed during this time period. What was the way for? Did Machado gain? Did Machado's offers get any better? Was he really thinking the Yankees would ever go to the 10-year, $300 million range? Probably not. 
Did Bryce Harper think the Nationals were in it? Did Bryce Harper not want to be a Philly that bad? Why did you make us wait? We're never going to get the real answers. But why on earth did you make this the worst baseball offseason in the history of the sport? That is without a doubt. This has been the worst baseball offseason in the history of the sport. And these two are the reasons why. Again, last offseason was bad too. But I don't feel it was this bad for the upper tier guys. The upper tier guys, it was supposed to be different. And it was different because they still got what they we all thought they were going to get. He's getting paid for 13 years. The other guy's getting paid for 10 years. Why did you make us wait? What did you think was going to happen? I don't understand this. It's like Bryce Harper just read all those tweets saying he was going to be the first guy to make $500 million. And he just waited for that to happen. Why on earth would that happen? You've hit 250 each of the last two years. You're so lucky to be getting 13 year deals. You're getting it because of your star power, because of your visibility, because of what you used to do and what you can do. That's why these signings really might work for these teams, because these guys haven't even hit 28 years old yet. They're both in their prime of their careers, and they're probably going to shine at times. But they are going to be the reason that this whole offseason thing in baseball is going to need a drastic change. Uh, what I would do is I would make the winter meetings really matter. I would try to make that when free agency has its opening windows and try to really make that when all these guys try to sign. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you make the rules so that happens. You need to make that an event for these guys. So just signing after signing after signing. It has to happen. It's not for good for the game that its best closer, arguably, Craig Kimbrell, is out there without a team. It's not good that one of the guys who won a Cy Young a few years ago, Dallas Keigel, is not in the league right now. It's not good that some of these guys are not getting paid. Mike Mostakis has had 80 RBIs each of the last three years. He had 35 bombs a year, two years ago. What are we waiting for? Pay the guy. When you put up the stats, you get paid. When you don't, you don't. Uh, the, the numbers are part of the reason why guys aren't getting paid, but I also think how long it's taking for some of these guys to get signed is the main reason. Mike Mosakis isn't taking the first offer he's given by the Royals, and then when he tests the free agency, there's so he's wasting so much time just out there. If Machado had gone off the board faster, I think Mike Moustakas would have got a better deal than the deal he got with the Milwaukee Brewers. And the same can go for any of these guys. The baseball offseason needs to change, and it needs to change for next offseason. I can't do this again. It was the worst offseason in the history of the sport. Things need to change, and I have my doubts on whether they will change, but I think they drastically need to just have a free agency needs to end by January rule. Even earlier, though, get that window so that we are all entertained, because there were weeks upon weeks upon weeks where I was sick and tired of people talking about where a guy might sign or Bryce Harper might go to the Dodgers. That was so late in the game. What were the Dodgers doing that entire time? What were the White Sox doing with Machado that entire time? What were those two guys doing? Was this all just to avoid a little extra workout in spring training? Or were there serious lack of offers until the end? And if there were serious lack of offers, I'll never for the life of me understand why. 
That was so annoying for both parties. And they should both be annoyed. And they caused so much of the annoyance. I will never understand why Manny Machado waited that long to get 10 years and 300 from the Padres. He probably could have signed that from day one. The same for Bryce Harper. I heard Bryce... His agent said that getting that many years was the problem. Just say that from the beginning. I don't think it should have taken that long for Bryce Harper to get the 13 years. What do I know, though? Both of these deals in the end are going to be based on... If, if Bryce Harper is not a Philly in five years, it was a huge mistake. If Manny Machado is not a Padre in five years, it was a huge mistake. We shall see. Only time can tell whether or not these deals live up to the height. More so than not... They probably won't. But you never know. Baseball is a changing game. They need to change their offseason because these guys made this one of the lousiest, worst offseasons of all of sports history. But Bryce Harper and Manny Machado both got the money they both wanted. Again, Machado, 10 years, 300 from the Padres. Bryce Harper, 13, 330 from the Phillies. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And check out my other podcast on Chatter Podcast Network, Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast all about movies and actors I admire. Thanks again for listening to the Head to Head Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Mm-hmm.